Hello world, it's the Vagrant Optimist. It's 8 a.m. on the West Coast. I've already had too much coffee, so to be honest, this is my fifth attempt at um, recording this intro to Travel Blues Interviews, which is a continuing series of interviews that I'm doing with friends and fellow travelers from across the globe who I've met um, you know, throughout my my past travel experiences. So we're going to kick it off today with um, a very interesting character named Daniel Zato, who was, uh, he's an Australian who I met in Laos, in the People's Republic of Laos, about eight years ago. And um, as fate would have it, we, um, we ended up uh, living and working together and um, developed quite a, quite a friendship. So Dan is uh, he's a great example of a seeker. He's continually trying new things in new places. And uh, he has just recently written a really fascinating book called Pigeon. And so we talk about that. Um, we get into um, being who you really are, who you really want to be. And um, talk briefly on how I met my wife in New Zealand. And um, but I try and keep it focused on Dan. The, you'll notice uh, in this when this interview starts, I just come flying right out the gate. I'm extremely excited, and um, so it sort of begins mid conversation. Uh, but then we get into it, and uh, I think you'll find it very interesting. Dan uh, is a prolific <laughs> speaker of sorts. He's got a really a really wide vocabulary. Uh, but it's fun. He doesn't go completely over your head. He uh, he explains things, and um, but he uses interesting words for things. Like Dan has his own. Well, it's a real word, but he has a word for shadow. He uh, which he thinks is uh, one of the best, funnest words in the world. Um, so you're gonna learn some new vocabulary here, and you're gonna learn uh, about uh, living in the third dimension, which Dan talks about. Um, when you embark on an extremely involved creative journey, such as writing a book, you, um, you tend to transcend the third dimension. So he talks a little bit about that, sort of uh, towing the line between the third dimension and the other dimensions. Um, it's a really, really fascinating and fun interview, I, I have to say. So, um, so the first part of the interview is going to be divvied up into five parts, actually. Um, so the uh, description that I just gave you is um, the things we're talking about. That's just in the first of the five parts. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to I'm going to uh, sort of uh, segue between interviews with uh, sort of introductions of what we talk about on each one. I do encourage you to listen to the whole thing, but um, either way, I will explain what's going on in each one just if you're uh, if you want to just kind of flip through it that is your choice but please listen to everything because it is awesome you're going to learn a lot and um, I will provide all the info about Daniel Zato and where you can find his book and uh, contact him if you have any questions as well okay so without further ado I'm very excited and very happy that I got through that intro and here is part one of five from my interview with Daniel Zato.
You know what's so wild? Everything is like lining up perfectly. Like I feel like uh, this, I meant to do these interviews and have this podcast because as soon as I got the idea, uh, you, you contacted me and told me that you had a book and I'm like, oh man, like I got, we got to talk. And then, and then just tonight, like a friend of mine from Mexico, uh, that I met like two years ago, uh, he was just like, yeah, like we got to talk. And, and I'm like, yeah, you're like, we totally got to talk. And, and I'm just, I'm totally reconnecting with all these people just like without even, without even asking them. And it's like pretty amazing. Synchronicity. Yeah. Synchronicity. Exactly. So. Exactly. Yeah, it's a real, it's a key thing. Yeah. Oh wow. Yeah. 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 It is massive. It is massive. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm sort of the same, you know. Like I, I did the travel thing. Mm-hmm. Taught in Thailand. Went back to Thailand. Yeah. Did some traveling in Peru, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, taught in South Korea for a while. Mm-hmm. Attempted the, the structural things like you know universities again. Mm-hmm. Very stru- um Law. I got into law. Did a semester of law. It was okay. And then I, uh, I took a year. I took I took the next semester off to write. Mm-hmm. Um, just this this uh, the lead up to writing is or anything creative is just you, yeah. you end up where you're meant to go and you feel that sort of what you're feeling now. I'm meant to be here doing this right now and mm-hmm. that's what happened. Yeah. Um, I, but I've sort of pushed through it and I've gone over it. But law is gone. You know. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. The idea of that's it's just behind me already. So, but I'm I'm on this other thing. So, mm, yeah, it's interesting. It's an interesting thing. Yeah. So you said you were traveling for ten years. Well, like, often, uh, often on, like, often on, um, yeah. so like when I met you, that was sort of when was that? I don't know what how how deep I was in there, but like, uh, after we met. Right, and you inspired me to go to India on a motorcycle, and so you, you did that. You I, did buy. Yeah. A, did you get a motorbike? I bought an Enfield, yeah. bro. I brought. Uh, yeah, uh-uh. yeah, yeah. And we were in India for about two months and Nepal, but basically we were we were on motorcycles in in the Himachal Pradesh. We did the circuit. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So we were there for about two months, and then I think I was only in Nepal for I don't know, like like fifteen twenty days, and. Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean, that was amazing. And then, uh, I ended up, I was gone. I didn't come home for three, like a full three years. Um, and then, and then after that, like, you know, after being away for three years, I was like, you know, I, I gotta keep this, I'm going to keep this going. I I basically came home for my best friend's wedding and to, you know, basically, uh, (laughs) like sort of, you know, apologize to my friends and family and let them know I was still alive. But, you know, I wasn't, I was just coming home for a visit and I was, I was only home for seven months and then I, and then I was back out again. So, yeah. Um, cool. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Wow. So, mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Traveling, it's, it sort of gets under your skin. Yeah. I'd love to go back to India. Yeah. You know, go back to India, uh, anywhere, just anywhere. But yeah, it's just things, things change and move in different directions and, mm-hmm. um, yeah, eventually I'll get back over there and do some stuff. That'd be good. Absolutely, so, yeah. man. Yeah. So, yeah. So everything. Congratulations first on, on you being married. And yeah, right. Bunch... It's too much almost. It's like, ah, oh, where do I where do I go next with this? That's amazing. Um, congratulate, congratulations. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, man. Yeah. I uh, so we met in we met in New Zealand. She's from Chile, but we met yeah. in we met in New Zealand, and um, yeah. it was yeah, like we... probably a time in my life where I was the least interested in finding a companion, like, you know, and that's how it works, right? Like I was just, yeah. 
I was, um, and you know, if I had known that, um, <laughs> if I had known back in, back in high school that you just have to act like you're not interested and, and, and they flock to you, I, I, you know, I would have applied that like way earlier in life. Right. But I, yeah, yeah I showed up in New Zealand and I was just like, I'm here for me. I'm not interested in anybody else. I was extremely selfish to tell you the truth. I was, I was just like, you know, I'm, um, you know what? I, I thought of you a couple times, uh, you know, going through that because I remember when you, when I first met you and you had arrived from India and you were very much like, you know, I, I need to like, uh, you were, you were sort of there to do your own sort of self, uh, you, yeah. like very much so. Right. And, and, um, and I remember that, that, af that affected me. I was like, wow, he's like been through something pretty amazing. And, and he's sort of like figuring all that out now. And, and, um, and that was sort of the same thing with me, like after getting back from India and then, and then, um, and then I went onward to, uh, to Australia and then New Zealand and, and, um, but yeah, when I arrived in New Zealand, I was just like, I honestly, I lived, I lived in a tree house that nobody else wanted to live in because it was like, in, it, it had possums living in there and, and, um, nobody wanted to live there. And I thought that's perfect for me because I, I want to yeah. go where nobody wants to be and and um sure sure but it it backfired on me man because everybody was like who is this mysterious guy and and uh you know so yeah it was pretty pretty funny but yeah yeah, yeah man you were trying to, you were trying to break away do the misanthrope thing you know yep yeah Le learn about yourself and yeah that that does draw interest sure yeah i can see how that would yeah yeah who is this yeah 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 and i and i, I was not graceful either but somehow uh it, yeah, everything everything came together, man. It was it was like something out of a out of a movie, really. So, yeah. yeah. Wow, wow, mm -hmm. cool. Mm -hmm. That's massive. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so everything else is. I mean, everything else is cool. Everything like you're just sort of back in Canada now. Um, is this your job, Josh? Is this what you're doing? No, I mean, not not stuff? yet. I'm not I'm not earning any money doing this yet. This is just like a passion uh, project, you know. Yeah. yeah. Um, but this is you know this is where I've sort of been led to, and uh, yeah, that yeah, really yeah. hasn't really hasn't led me astray, you know, in terms mm. of like I've just I've always just sort of followed, you know, what uh, what feels right. So uh, sure. we'll see we'll see sure. how this goes. But I'm I'm extremely committed to this. Like I yeah. Um, I I hope it works for you, you know. Mm -hmm. I mean, you. I remember in Thailand, you'd always you used to have this uh, this web this blog. Mm -hmm. I think the vagrant. What is it? The vagrant. Ah, the vagrant. The vagrant optimist. Sure. There we go. There we go. <laughs> so, you know, there there are your beginnings there, and so mm -hmm. yeah, I see I see how it's. Are you still doing that as well? I I am I am. So I've taken that mm -hmm. like. I've taken that, um, yeah, all the, like I'm still doing that, man. I'm still, uh, but back then it was like pretty hokey pokey. It's so funny how you just like you you you're, you never stop growing up, you know. Like, um, now it's becoming like very, very real, you know. It's like I hate to bring it back to to being married again, but it was just like, um, yeah, it was like as soon as I got married and we came here to Canada. And I started to realize, oh. like, that I'm responsible for for more than just myself now. You know, I'm like, um, and that sort of changed my whole perception on, yeah, on just like on being being a man. Really, you know, I thought I thought I thought I was a man, but 
you know, I'm still, I still, like, I can look myself in the mirror still to this day. I'm almost 35 and say, I, I'm not quite a man yet. I really believe that. It's just like I've, I, um, I'm not, I don't have as much integrity as I would like to have. Um, I don't, like, I'm not, I'm not as real as I know I can be. As I'm not as real as I, as I am inside, right? It's just like there's this, there's this. 100% person inside that that's still like uh, getting getting like jammed up like trying to get out and uh, so that's the sort of pursuit that I'm on right now that's I'm trying to just like you know yeah become yeah. There's, there's more to come mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah 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 and it, you can't uh, you can't even predict it you know you just got to go with uh, you got to go with that. I mean, it's bromidic to say we talk mm-hmm. about cliches and, and mm-hmm. something that's hoary or trite. You know, that go with the universe. You know, you just have to do that. Yeah. You know, it'll lead you where you're where you're meant to be, and then you'll you slowly open up like that flower that you that you want to. Totally, you know? man. So, but yeah. I'm with you. I'm the, I'm in the same position. You mm-hmm. know, um, you're sort of in this conduit, mm-hmm. and you've got like things that seduce you on. All levels, mm-hmm. hedonism, avarice, you know, satiety. I'm, you know, you become pregnant with, things. you get, you get seduced by things. Absolutely. You get, confu- you get confused, so yeah. you just start to strip that away and, and start to remind yourself for a second, hey, it's not about money at this point. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't need. It's about something more. Mm-hmm. You know, bending the rules or breaking the rules to to to, to grow mm-hmm. on that different frequency. And you know, the third dimension is like. It's sort of so boring. There's so much other stuff out there to to, to discover. Yeah. You know? So getting on that frequency is uh, is really important for me, and that's what the book was really. It was just a it was a moment of madness, you know, almost just a creative madness that took over. So, um, and within that profundity, I certainly I certainly felt like I was I was almost touching. Almost going to another dimension, almost. You yeah. Know? It gave you that. It gave you that key. It was almost like some secret. Yeah. To 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 access something more in the brain with energy, you know, and um, and you you granted this passage, and once it's once it's done. Yeah. You come out of it, and it's like, it's done. It's finished. <laughs> <laughs> and here I am. I'm yeah. back in the, the the third dimension again. So, uh-huh. uh, yeah, that 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 was that was the. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I know what you're saying. I can relate to what you're saying. You're waiting to come out, mm-hmm. and it does come out. Maybe sometimes, not mm-hmm. maybe it's not meant to come out all the time, mm-hmm. uh, but it certainly comes out in like creative, creatively. It comes out yeah. uh, when it needs to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, and and yeah, I'd I'd love to get your opinion about this, man. Um, what I've what I have realized um, is that. You know, I, I heard this quote a long time ago about um, everything you want is on the other side of fear. And I took that as like fear of heights, fear of, you know, sort of more tangible things. Right. Um, and, you know, and, and I and I took that quote and I and I exercised that that theory, basically. And, you know, I was scared of. Um, well, I, I didn't think I was scared of heights, but I, but I was, I, you know, I was up on, I'd be up on 40 foot ladders and freeze. And, um, and then I would say that quote to myself and I would, you know, snap out of it. 
And even though I was scared, because I actually fell off a, a ladder at one point, and that's what put the fear in me. Um, anyways, situations like that, like um, where I felt fear, where I, I it was present and I and I was aware of it, I would always lean into it and overcome it and feel a million times better, right? And um, but I, I never totally beat it, you know. I never like it would it would you know I'd be in another situation and I would. Feel be aware of fear or something like that and mm. you know I'd, I'd lean into it again and overcome it and feel great about it but it was it was I never conquered it you know but that's sort of the the tangent in, in my opinion the sort of the more like concrete fears like fears of heights and spiders and whatever I'm not I'm not scared of spiders but just as an example right fuck after living in Thailand with those spiders the size <laughs> of your hands right like Man, I'm not scared of nothing in terms of no. arachnids, but anyways, no, um, no. but what I've realized, you know, really just in the past like six months, I would say, is a fear of breaking out of your comfort zone, right? And a lot of people, what, I, what I'm realizing is I think a lot of people don't even, they don't even know their comfort zone. They're not even aware of the walls of their comfort zone, so they, so they like, it's like, how can you identify a, a fear or, a, a, you know, something that you're sort of not sure of or trepidatious to do if, you, if you're not even aware of it, right? And, and um, so those are the sort of fears that I'm, like, trying to take on these days. Um, and it's like, okay. yeah, you know, what I, you know what I mean? Yeah. Sort yeah. of? I, I, guess, I guess for me, it's the idea of fear. I'd have to, I'd have to give a, a definition of fear for me. It's obviously up here. So for me, it's not like being on a on a mountain or mm -hmm. on, a, on a steep ladder. So it's like I, I tend to look at stuff like and read stuff like continental philosophy. So Martin Heidegger, mm -hmm. and, I, and I tend to take advice from Bertrand Russell. These kinds of people, yeah. mathematicians and philosophers. So for me, it's about the idea of the land of inordinate sweat, you know. Mm -hmm. And for my for my part. As, as in this form, I carry that land of inordinate sweat, which means I'm carrying all these, all these things in my mind, you know, that, uh -huh. that leads to, leads to uh, supposition instead of ruminations. So suppositions would be belief. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So I think there's a, there's, a, there's a real thing about suppositions versus ruminations, and ruminations aligns with the will to find out, so that's what you're doing. You're getting up and testing, and that's the will to find out uh -huh. versus versus supposition, which is going into that penumbra or that shadow, you know. So um, belief tends to do that, mm -hmm. you know, because you believe, but you don't. It's kind of like there's an unknown thing, yeah. But that belief. Bertrand Russell said that you know there is an error with an error with it with with belief. It, it sits in that penumbra or, or the shadow. And he penumbra? That's the idea. Penumbra? Penumbra. Oh, it's a shadow. Okay. You know. Okay. Yeah, it's just, yeah, it's a really nice way to say shadow. Okay. Uh, so sorry, sorry, sorry. No, I dig it. it. I dig it. Yeah, penumbra. It's uh -huh. a really great word. Uh huh. Um, so, I think a lot of it is, in a way, related. It relates again to that. So those two mm -hmm. de definitions. So if you the will to find out, you don't you remove that fear almost. You know. Mm -hmm. 
you remove it. You're just, you're just sitting there saying, well, I'm going to find out if I can climb this ladder and it's so so tall. And the fear's eliminated, you're finding out. Uh-huh. But if you have that, I believe I can do it, there's that element of darkness. Mm-hmm. You know? So I just, I just replace that with finding out, mm-hmm. and I just it eliminates all fear. Mm-hmm. So... Um, yeah, that's that's where I am with fear at the moment. Yeah. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> wow, man. Holy. Yeah. That's pretty but, cool. Um, yeah, I think I, I, it just works for me. Um, I just want to find out about something, remove belief, because supposition really, for me, in a philosophical sense, mm-hmm. it grants me a, a cavernous more that I have to traverse, you know, yeah. and, and it's like that creates that fear. Whereas uh-huh. it's just like I'm just going to find out, I'm just going to do it, I'm just going to attempt it without having that darkness there. The darkness yeah. is removed. Mm-hmm. There's no fear. So mm-hmm. yeah, beautiful yeah. advice, man. I love it, Dan. Well, I, you have <laughs> like, oh, dude, it feels like it's been even even longer since we've talked. Like it just seems like you've you've really um, figured some things out, eh? Well, it's, it's, I don't know. I don't know. It's all cycles too. Yeah. You know I mean? What do I really figure, what have I really figured out at the end of it? I'm like, still like, I don't know. Yeah. It's just, I'm here and I can say, honestly, it's freak, like the freak, the the people I've met along my journey, like yourself, you know, uh, you've been instrumental in, in, in my development too. You, you, you mentioned earlier how, you know, you saw something in me. I saw something in you too. Yeah. You know, um, we, we were still quite young back then with maturity. You totally. know, and um, I saw a light in you. You know, mm-hmm. I was like, just wanted to gravitate towards you. Yeah. Uh, in in your uh, in your confidence, you know, mm-hmm. but it was like um, it wasn't haughty or supercilious. It was you, you just really genuine, kind. You know, and that that really brings people to you. And Thank I'm you. sure I don't know how much that's changed, yeah. but I still feel that uh, oh, I'm drawn. Man. I'm drawn to you. You got this aura. So <laughs> that's that's how it happens when you yeah. you're on a similar frequency anyway with people, or you're you're seeking something from someone else. The totally. the, the energy will be like uh, not overwhelming because that can be uh-huh. just it's there. The yep. frequency is good. Yeah. So thank you. Thank you, man. I really appreciate that. <laughs> and honestly, the feeling the feeling is mutual. It's, um, yeah, man, like, I'll never forget that just chance encounter in, um, in Laos. It was in Laos, right? It was. I, I was thinking of that the other night, yeah. Yeah. It, it, it was. I mean, that's just synchronicity at its best. Um, yeah. I mean, it's, there's no answer. It's just, things yeah. just align. Things align. If you're aligned, things align. Yeah. You know? Exactly. Um, um, without forcing or impelling anything. Yeah. Um. Yeah, yeah. So that was that was a beautiful moment. But yeah. Because of you, I, I, you were my pedagogue in a way, my guide, my yeah. tutor to get you know, looking after me. And I was yeah. like, wow, you know, <laughs> uh, he's, there's a place for me. And it was a, it was a place of um, it was refulgent, this pl- bright, and it was like beautiful because it was the the family, mm-hmm. yeah. and the way it was set up. So the, it was like a commune style environment. Yeah. And I was like, this is this is just just uh, this yeah. is just something. Yeah. yeah, it was perfect, eh? Yeah. And I remember, I mean, I remember staying with you before I moved into this small house. Yeah. And we painted it, remember? Yeah. Um, we watched a really couple of cool films. There was one film that was brilliant with Heath Ledger. Sorry, I'm just digressing, but it's just, my, uh-huh. my, my brain's just shooting off. What was that, the Doctor, 
Oh, that was a... yeah, that was Hedger's. That was his last movie that, yeah, that right? he made before right. he died. Yeah. Um, mm, what a beautiful uh, film. I can't remember the, the name House of it, of but Doctor yeah. for something. Anyway, it was, it was yeah. great. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So, sorry, back on the fear thing. I think it's just the Martin Heidegger, you know, mm-hmm. the land of inordinate sweat. That's mm-hmm. what we that's what we put on ourselves, and also that we have these. Uh, it's confusing, confusing due to our own satiety, our own hedonism and avarice. Yeah. Um, that we're not even seeing what we're supposed to be seeing, and yep. we're, we're we're sort of uh, digesting it in in a way. That, that that becomes in between vacuity and profundity and you're in this conduit and so and, and you sort of swing in between both of them but totally a lot of it can be vacuity yeah, yeah. and there is no answer <laughs> <They're> just, <laughs> really there's no 100 percent. this is it you know yeah it's uh it's just the, the challenges of being in the third dimension Without, without sounding without sounding too much like a shaman in, in, in India, you know, like sitting there with some weed or something. You know. I love yeah, it. Yeah. I love it, yeah. man. Yeah, yeah, 